Well, this is Pastor Patrick Hines, and I'm going to press on here in Romans chapter 1, uh, verses 28 and following. I think we should be able to get through the rest of this chapter, although there are a lot of things listed here in this sin list. Um, but just picking up where we left off, we uh, finished last time in verse 27, so I want to pick up at verse 28 of Romans 1. This is God's word. This is God's revelation uh, to mankind, and we need to hear this. We need to understand it. It says in verse 28 about man and his rebellion and sin. And even as they did not like to retain God and their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Because men did not consider it worthwhile. It's not, they didn't consider it to be worth their time and effort to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over. God says, is that what you all want? Uh, then you can have what you want. And this is one part of, of the truth that I wish more people understood. At the end of the day, when everybody that's going to heaven is there and everyone that's going to hell is there, everyone gets what they want. Everyone gets what they desired. I get asked all the time, what about people that want to be saved? And they're just not one of God's elect. If you're not elect, you'll never want to be saved. If you're not one of God's elect, you will not want to be saved and will never have any interest whatsoever in God, in the truth. You might have interest in religion. You might find it intellectually stimulating or things like that. But to really repent of your sin and to bow your knee to the sovereign king of the universe, you'll never want to do that if you're not one of God's elect people. Now, those that are elect at some point before they, they die, they will be effectually called and God will change their heart and they will come willingly to Christ because they desire to. God changes that desire in our hearts and we come willingly to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and we repent and we want to repent and we want to follow Christ and we want to do what is righteous and pleasing to God. And we believe in the gospel, meaning we believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior. We trust only in him and not in our works in any way, shape, or form. But at the end of the day, everyone gets what they want. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. They didn't like to. They had no desire to. They didn't want to know God. They just want to sin. So God gives them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. And then it goes into this long list of sins being filled with all unrighteousness. So that's kind of a blanket term. Uh, mankind, apart from God, apart from the regeneration um, of the Holy Spirit, uh, is filled with all unrighteousness. He, he lists them sexual immorality. Our culture is hyper-sexualized. And pornography and uh, promiscuity are rampant and are an absolute scourge to our society, they're a scourge to the church, people struggle with temptation, people struggle with um, every kind of sexual immorality, and it's something that we have to learn uh, to get control of. We have to control our bodies and understand that uh, sex is a privilege for married people and only for married people, and it brings with it um, certain responsibilities like having children and things like that. So many people want the, the pleasure of sexual intimacy without the responsibility that goes with it. Uh, if a man um, is married, he is obligated by God to provide for and take care of his wife and to limit all of his sexual thoughts and activities to her and only to her. 
And that's the way it is. That's the way God designed things. That's the way God designed sex to be a blessing. And anything outside of that, sex will ruin you, destroy you, ruin your life, ruin your relationships, ruin your marriage. It'll ruin everything. They're filled with sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness. What is covetousness? Covetousness is complaining, grumbling, griping. God doesn't know what he's doing. The way God made me or the way God has set up my lot in life or where I am in terms of the people that I know and the relationships I have and what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, uh, the church I'm in, um, God just doesn't know what he's doing. And I, I want something other than, than what God has providentially ordered for me. Now, there's nothing wrong with working hard to change your circumstances and working hard at various things to try to make things better in your life. But I'm really talking about more so the things that you can't control, the things that are outside of your control. There, it is pointless to be uh, to complain and grumble about it. It's pointless to be covetous and to desire something different than what God has decreed for you. Okay, yeah, work to change things to make them better and work um, to, uh, to produce more obedience and righteousness and, and truth in your life. But the things that are out of your control, don't be covetous uh, for what someone else has maliciousness that is hatred with a desire to harm people uh, really the unregenerate person can do that yes and you know that you're capable of it too as am i um wanting to to hurt people wanting to hurt people that's a terrible thing being malicious about that uh, full of envy full of envy the world around you is filled with envy we want to be someone else we want a better this we want a bigger house we want um a better we want to be more attractive we want to be younger we want to be uh in a car that's cooler we want um more this and less that or whatever but we're envious full of murder murder yeah there are a lot of people out there that are that probably have killed people and have gotten away with it you know, I watch a, a crime documentaries because it's, it's, I think it's really cool that they, they're using forensics and DNA to catch people that got away with murder years and years and years ago because they still have evidence and they can get DNA. And, and it's really it's really great. You know, they're, they're catching people that did stuff so long ago uh, now with using the technology, the advances in science. But a lot of people are murderers. And nobody ever suspected them. No one ever thought that this person could have this in their past or, or whatever. Um, but the people murder one another, and they hate one another in their hearts. Jesus said that's the same as murder. Strife, you know, they fight and bicker. Deceit, that people just lie. Evil-mindedness, like their mind is just a gutter. It's just a sewer of iniquity. They're evil-minded. They are whisperers. There are some people that they just can't feel good about anything in life unless they're slashing and burning another person, unless they're whispering about someone or degrading someone or, or talking down about someone whispering about someone verse 30 backbiters what's a backbiter someone that uh, will praise you to your face and then bite you in the back when you're not around that's a backbiter that's a, a very evil thing we should strive in our christian lives to have the, the consistency in our character be the same person everywhere try try to be the same um person everywhere and they're backbiters haters of god why, why does the unregenerate man hate God? Because in his heart, he is able only to serve one master. And with every one of us, it's either God or sin. It's either Christ or sin. Can't be both. 
And so if we are the servants, if we are the devoted and loyal servants of sin, we will hate God, just as Jesus said. And I think it's Matthew 6, 24. Uh, you'll be loyal to the one and despise the other, or else you will love the one and despise the other. It's You can't serve God and, and sin. You can't serve God and money, God and mammon. You just can't do it. So if we are the servants of sin, we will hate God. We might like religion. We might talk about God, but in our hearts, we are servants of sin and haters of God. Violence. Violence. The unregenerate man is violent, wants to hurt, kill, um, is ready to throw down and punch and hit, kick, bite, whatever. Proud. There's one you could write a whole book on. Pride. Sinful pride is a terrible vice. It's a terrible vice. And it's one that we all have, and we loathe it in others, and we're often very blind to the fact that we have it ourselves. Boasters. People like to boast about their accomplishments, boast about their knowledge, boast about who and what they are, who they know, who they rub shoulders with, and things like that. That's a sin. It's like, what are you trying to prove? I mean, what what are we trying to prove by by doing that? Like, that we're somebody special? We're nobody. We always will be nobody. Inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. And that's part of the unregenerate man. They disobey mom and dad. They disobey their mom and dad. Undiscerning. There's a there's a real big one. Undiscerning, meaning they're easily taken in by really dumb arguments. You know, I remember Greg Johnson on the floor of the General Assembly in the PCA um, likening him being gay to infertility in women. And people cheered. People clapped for this. He also likened it to being a paraplegic. But your evil desire being attracted to the same biological sex as yourself is not in the same category as a handicap or a physical illness. It's not like being born blind. I've also heard uh, Scott Sauls likened sexual being a homosexual to being born blind. Like, you don't tell someone to repent of a handicap, but you do tell them to repent of wicked, evil desires like that. It is a sin. It's a sin against God to find that kind of an argument to be a good argument, because that shows you are undiscerning, that you are gullible. It's a sin to be gullible, to be undiscerning, to be unable to discern a bad argument when you hear it. Verse 31, and it goes on, untrustworthy. And what good is someone who has no integrity? What good is someone that you can't trust? Unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Verse 32, key text, who, all the people that do this stuff and are unrepentant for it, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. And I think by deserving of death, it means deserving of hellfire, deserving of going to hell. Not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. People do stuff like this and engage in unrepentant, unrestrained, debauchery and all these different things here, they know it makes them worthy of going to hell. And they not only continue doing it, they cheer for others that do the same things. It's a pretty bleak picture, isn't it? <laughs> of mankind and sin is not pretty. It is not pretty. And once again, I want to give the gospel the final word. What's remarkable about the book of Romans is what he goes on to say. God loves 
and Jesus dies for the people that do all this stuff. And if, when they repent and believe the gospel, God forgives them completely, even as they still struggle with the same sins. I mean, we all struggle, even as Christians, we struggle with, with these sins here. We, we engage in that war, and yet the thoughts of God toward us are always gracious and always kind and always merciful because of the all-sufficiency of the work of Christ. So this is convicting stuff to read, and this list hits all of us but right between the eyes, and there's nobody left standing after this sin list here. But what Romans is going to go on to say is that God loves and Jesus dies for, and God justifies and saves the people that do all these things when they repent and believe in him. Thanks for watching or listening.